WV1 bringing us to Compton and a thrilling opportunity to tie a story together that I've been following for many, many, many years, and now it's really coming home here. Phil Parks joining me to talk about the time when Wolverhampton won the very first professional sports title in soccer in the United States of America. Wolves went to Los Angeles. You were part of this squad. And in that time period, first of all, how did you find out you were heading to L.A. and and what a great place to end up being and what great success in that first season? Well, just before the end of the season, Ronnie Allen, who was the manager, we had a team meeting and he he said who wanted to go. And most of the lads we'd never been to America before said, oh, yeah, we'd love to go. And we, we, we went and it, we, was, we was away for nine weeks because we, we got to the final and we had a fantastic time. I hadn't been out of England before. I hadn't been to Wales. My first trip out of England was to Los Angeles. So I remember seeing footage that I had to hunt down because this was such a special story. I wanted to like prove to myself even that this footage existed. And it was Chick Hearn, a great American sportscaster, longtime Los Angeles Lakers announcer, calling that final game on television in Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Wolves, who actually were the Wolverhampton Wolves of England, captured the Western Division title. And the Whips and the Wolves met in a championship playoff game at Los Angeles' Memorial Coliseum to climax the United Soccer Association's inaugural season. The record of this really is a very special note to a time period where you guys really helped soccer grow in the United States. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we played our own stadium with the Los Angeles Coliseum, which I think holds about 100,000. And I think the, the first game, we had about 8,000. And then for the final, we got nearly 20,000, which was unreal, to be fair. Like, you know what I mean? When you get to Los Angeles and you start seeing the scene in the late 60s in Los Angeles, what do you bring back to your memory is like, okay, that's pretty darn cool. It was, to be fair, I'm a, I was born in West Brom. And it, it's a completely different world to West Brom, you know. The, the, the sun shines every day. It was flower powered at the time. Hippies and everything. Like, and we, we had a fantastic time. They looked after us fantastic. So Jack Kent Cook, who owned the Lakers, was part of this league and you know, around must have been legendary figures in the world of sports and the entertainment industry. Yeah, but uh, Jack Jack Ken Cook was the owner of the the, the, the Wolves, Los, Los Angeles Wolves, and he he had a party at his house and he he invited us to this house in the Beverly Hills. I mean, it was something else to be fair. And we met Will Chamberlain, who at the time was probably the best, greatest basketball player ever. Like. 100 points in a game in Hershey, Pennsylvania, the most points ever by a player in an NBA game, and his legacy certainly huge, and his generosity also something that folks, you know, hear about in stories from, you know, time to time, and a legendary figure for sure. When you saw Wilt, good seven feet tall, did you just look up and go like wow well i was six foot four and you know you'd to stand up and look at look up at somebody not you know but he was he was he was a great guy he'd never seen soccer before he came over he wanted to know what it was all about and i think i think you find that most sportsmen are like that anyway one last question about this time period in los angeles and bringing this title home 
when you think of the folks that you were with and the camaraderie that was built, why are those kind of things important to get out of your element and have that camaraderie? Uh, you know, I think it's just great from our point of view just to travel to, di- to travel to different places and meet different people. And, you know, we've, we've done that quite a few times, well, quite a lot of times, to be fair. And, uh, you know, we had, we, we had a wonder. The American people looked after us fantastic. We were there for July the 4th, Independence Day. They took us to the beach and we had a fantastic time. You know, I still speak to people in America now a lot. Phil, thank you so very much for joining us. That is a tremendous, tremendous story. You're welcome. And on this tour of Compton, where a variety of former Wolves players were visiting, we got a chance to speak with two other gentlemen who, in addition to playing for Wolves, also played in the United States, both with the Seattle Sounders. And first, we hear some memories direct from Steve Daly. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. I, I didn't realize how, how good it would be. I'd, uh, I'd signed for Manchester City for a lot, a lot of money, in 1979 and the back end of 1980 Seattle came in with a bid for me and uh, I went over there not knowing what it'd be like not knowing what the area was like but it, it it was absolutely fantastic loved it the people were fantastic Seattle itself was fantastic we used to go to you know apart from the team because the team was was sort of supported by uh, a lot of English people because the, uh, the Boeing air plant was there and the, the amount of people that were employed there were English. So we, we were getting full home games, probably between 25 and 30,000 attendants at a game, and it was absolutely amazing. We had a great team, great set of lads, everybody got on, and it was, it was absolutely amazing. And it's probably the best place I've been in my life. And I was, I was massively, massively disappointed when the club folded and uh, we, 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 had to came, we had to come back to England because uh, I would have stayed there for the rest of my career. It was that good. It was fabulous. Loved it. Loved it. You know, you think of then the rebirth and what the Sounders and the Major League Soccer uh, realm represent, and you reflect on just that connection. How have you seen it grow in tangible terms over the years? Oh, it was, it was amazing. We used to we used to we used to go come home to England to see obviously the family, and then flying back into Seattle at SeaTac Airport, you could see the the amount of soccer pitches that were there with all the lights on and all the teams playing and, and the, the, the girls were playing, the, the lads, the boys were playing and it, it was just amazing, it really was. We had a, we had a, a fantastic stadium, the Kingdom, um, and I promised myself I'd go back there and, and see the Sounders because Seattle Sounders was a, a fantastic football team and uh, I, I, to me it was just a pleasure to be part of that, that situation and uh, loved it. We got to the Soccer Bowl final against the Cosmos and um, unfortunately, we lost one nil. But we, you know, we we could and should have we could have and should have won the game. But uh, it wasn't to be that day. And um, the, the the club folded, and uh, I came back to England. But I would have loved, I would have loved to to see out my career as a sounder, without any shadow of a doubt. When you see all of what has grown here with Wolves and the level of pride that it is to be a part of something, and then see it make so many people around the world happy and bring people from around the world that must mean something oh it, the wolves is an absolutely fantastic football club i joined here when i was 15 uh, straight from school uh, stayed here um, 10 years 10 11 years left when i was um, well 26 went to manchester city and when i look back leaving wolves was the the biggest mistake and the biggest decision I made to leave uh, in my career. Should have stayed here. 
because it was uh, it was absolutely fantastic. I was playing with a great set of players. The fans were fantastic. The, the the club was fantastic. So, yeah, you look back and some things you can't change. But if there was one thing I could have changed, I would have stayed at Wolves. But it wasn't to be. Thank you very, very much for your time and talking with me. My pleasure. And we got a chance to spend some time with Kenny Hibbett, who was also part of the Seattle team in the North American Soccer League. It was 1982 during his Hall of Fame career with Wolves, and his recollection certainly noteworthy as he saw firsthand the growth of the sport in the U.S. and the level of play then at the pro level. Well, I was shocked. I was surprised to see that um, the standard of the soccer over there was extremely high. Um, I went uh, one summer in '82. Uh, when Alan Hinton were manager and we had a lot of English players there at the time Stevie Daly, Alan Hudson, Ray Evans, Gary Mills and that was one of the reasons why I joined Seattle I could have gone to many other clubs over there for the summer but when I got there I think they were third from the bottom of the league there were 3,000 people there my wife said there was people in the stand thinking I was now 32 I was only gone for the money but they realised I went out there to do a job and we ended up winning the league and we ended up with 30,000 people there and uh, we also got to soccer ball. So it was quite a successful period for myself and for the team in, in particular and it was great for the club. Uh, I, think, I think it was Coluccio's was the uh, owners and they was thriving, they was supportive. Um, I had a fantastic three and a half months. It was probably one of the... Something I will never forget and something my children never forget because they went as well. So they had a time off school, but the Americans and Seattle in particular, um, they looked after us very, very well. Your time period there was a big part of what has created this soccer culture that really is special to this day in the entire Pacific Northwest. I mean, this is really a growth story and a real success story. It was, it was, it was a fantastic change for me to see and play in the standard that was out there. The fans were superb to me. Uh, they accepted me in the end and we um, was very successful, as I say, but um, the standard was better than I thought because there's some great players out there, a lot of uh, top players, international players, um, and I met Pelé. Oh, okay, please tell me, please. Oh, I met Pelé at the, um, at the dinner before we played... Uh, New York Cosmos in the in the um, in the final um, in San Diego. I met him. I had a photograph taken with him, and he's up in my wall in my office. So that was my highlight of my career in terms of meeting one of the best players ever to play football. Um, so that's what America did for me. It gave me a, a fantastic three and a half months, and I still remember everything now. So many years later, and my children now go back, and we talk about it all the time. And I took a babysit with me, which allowed me to see America. Um, we played in San Diego. We, 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 we played all over, you know, uh, Port, Portland Timbers. It was, it was just um, an amazing experience for all of us. But I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I went over there to see for myself the standard of the game that, that was accumulating in, in them days. And it's got better. And when Seattle's on, I have a little look at it, watching Seattle Sounders now. I'll always have a soft spot for them. You definitely helped grow the game in the United States of America for the club to bring back legendary figures and, and come and check this out and what it is in this very modern sense. What does that mean in total to kind of be so immersed in where the club was and where it keeps going? Well, I spent 16 years here. I came as a 17-year-old and I left at 34. And we had a lot, a lot of success in the 70s. 
Um, and then in 84, um, the club, that's when I left, um, because the club was going very quickly downhill. So I've seen the ups and downs at this cl- football club. Um, they've been to Ellen back. And, um, you know, we've, we, we was, I've, I've played in the stadium at Wolves for 55,000 people there with 10,000 people locked out. It was unbelievable at times. And then I found there was two and a half to 3,000 people came. And it was very sad for me uh, from a distance. I went to Coventry City to see them going down to the fourth division. But now we're back. Um, there's been a lot of hard work by a lot of hard people, a lot of people that's put a lot of hard work into this. And um, to see them back in the big time, Premier League, I never thought I'd see it so quickly, but there we have. And there's been a lot of, as I say, a lot of people have put an input, a lot of input into the, into this club football club. And it's great for us to be invited as a former player, along with a lot of other players. First time I've seen the training centre, first time I've been in this area. Um, so I'm looking forward to the tour that we're going to get. And hopefully um, we can continue the success that we've got at the moment. Because I think we, we've got a very good side and I feel very proud to be here today. And for me... Honored to meet you. Thank you very much, Kenny, for taking time to join us here on Wolves Radio. Yeah, you're very welcome. And thank you for being part of season one of WV1, just the beginning of the stories that we'll share in the seasons ahead, right here on Wolves Radio.